Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast Monday edition, President's Day edition. Hope everybody's enjoying, I uh, hope many of you are enjoying a three-day weekend and uh, the Islanders not taking a break. Lots going on. We will discuss the team's one nothing loss in Vegas on Saturday night. We will also preview today's game. It's a matinee uh, uh, against the Arizona Coyotes in the next game of this four-game road trip. But we will also, of course, be breaking down the Islanders' first move at the trade deadline as they acquire Andy Green from the New Jersey Devils for defenseman David Quenville and a second-round pick. So we will break down this trade, tell you what it means, why it was made, and whether or not the Islanders paid a little bit too much to get uh, Green in what he'll mean for this team going forward down the stretch. So lots to talk about. If you have a question, a comment, uh, or a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can always email the show. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, or you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on all things New York Islanders. All right, let's start with this trade. The Islanders acquire veteran defenseman Andy Green, who was the captain of the New Jersey Devils, for a 2021 second-round draft choice and 21-year-old defenseman uh, David Quenville, presently playing with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, uh, Quenville, a seventh round pick originally of the Islanders back in 2016, the 200th pick overall. He had one goal, five assists in 18 games at Bridgeport this year. He was a minus eight in those 18 games. Started the season with the Worcester Railers of the East Coast Hockey League, where he was, uh, in 14 games this year, no goals, two assists, and was a minus four. Don't think Quenville is necessarily a top-flight uh, NHL prospect. The big aspect of it, giving up the second-round pick, not in this year's draft, but in 2021. And in exchange, the Islanders get Andy Green, a left-handed shooting defenseman, from the New Jersey Devils, the former Miami of Ohio product, 
was captain of the Devils, five foot eleven, one hundred and ninety pounds, native of Trenton, Michigan. This year, thus far in fifty-three games, two goals, eleven assists, fourteen penalty minutes, and a plus one which is not easy to do on the New Jersey Devils. And essentially what the Islanders are doing is they are bringing in Andy Green. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. This is, at least as of now, a rental-type situation. And they are essentially using him to replace Adam Pellick. Pellick has been out of the lineup now for about a month. And to say that the Islanders miss him is an understatement. So they need Green to essentially come in and steady the back line, the the defensive core. And they do need that. Look, he's not an offensive guy. He is not going to put up a lot of points. His most productive NHL season came back in 2013-2014 when he scored eight goals and had 32 points in 82 games for the Devils. At this point in his career, he's more of a 15 to 20 point kind of a guy. But at the end of the day, defense is what he wants to do. Now, Green had a no trade clause, which he waived to go to the Islanders. And according to reports in The Athletic and in a couple of other places, The reason he was willing to waive that no-trade clause, I think you go twofold. The bigger one, obviously he knows Lou Lamorello, who drafted him and who was the general manager in New Jersey when he was there. And then obviously, look, yeah, it's a bit of of a commute, but you're not uprooting your family going from Newark to Brooklyn or Newark even to Long Island, uh, you know, as far as Andy Green is concerned, he can still, you know, live more or less in the same metropolitan area and be able to be close to his family and, and all things familiar. And he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. The question really becomes, You know, would he entertain re-signing with the Islanders? Or is this a complete rental where, you know, come April or May or however, you know, deep the Islanders go into the playoffs, is he just gone at the end of of that term, at the end of this season? And does he test the free agent waters and sign elsewhere or does he retire? He's 37 years old. I like the acquisition of Green. He is steady. He is smart. He plays well in his own zone. We've talked on this show many, many times about the Islanders' need to add a defenseman. And obviously, if you watched the game against Vegas on Saturday night, which we will talk about a little bit later on in the show, but if you watched that game, you saw the shaky play of Noah Dobson. And I'm not here to knock Dobson because... Look, he's 20 years old. He is capable at this point, but he's hurting the team not so much because he's terrible, but he's not consistent yet enough. And if the Islanders are going to fight for a playoff spot, they can't afford to have a defenseman who Barry Trotz only trusts to put out there 
for 12, 13, maybe 14 minutes a game because the other five defensemen who who dress for the game are going to get tired. They're going to wear down. And that's going to end up hurting the Islanders late in games because these other five defensemen are playing extra minutes. The pairings aren't consistent. And you get a situation where it ends up not giving the team the best chance to win. So I understand the reason behind the acquisition of Green. The problem I have with it is that second round pick in 2021. Just a lot for a 37-year-old rental player when push comes to shove. And I, I, you know, look, we talked also on this show about the Islanders and their need to, you know, they don't have a lot of players on their NHL roster that other teams are looking for. And they don't have a lot of top prospects right now. So draft choices are going to be what they're going to spend in order to get another player. But giving up a number two for a 37-year-old rental defenseman, to me, that's a little bit harsh, a little bit high, even though I think Andy Green will be a solid addition to the New York Islanders' blue line. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll talk a little bit more about this trade. We'll take a look back at Saturday's game in Vegas. And, of course, we'll have this date in Islanders history and a preview of today's game against the Arizona Coyotes. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So again, to review the Islanders trading a second round pick in 2021 plus minor league defenseman David Quenville to the New Jersey Devils, an in-division trade, and in exchange they get veteran defenseman Andy Green, who was serving as the Devils captain. Green, 37 years old, on an expiring contract. I like the addition of Green. I just think the price is a little bit steep, if anything. First impression, it's a good trade for both teams, but I think the Islanders overpaid. And to me, if I'm a Devils fan, I'm very happy with this deal, even though emotionally it's not so easy to say goodbye to Andy Green. Your thoughts, please, again, feel free, chime in. Let's hear your opinion. Leave your name, where you're from. You could Contact us on Twitter or on email, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and let us know what you think about this deal, the Islanders acquiring Andy Green. And of course, you hope, if you're an Islanders fan, that they're not done yet because they still badly need to add some scoring punch. And need, need I say that because, look, Saturday night in Vegas, the Islanders losing one nothing to the Golden Knights. Marc-Andre Fleury, 19 saves to earn the shutout. But the Islanders, look, back-to-back games, they have not scored a goal. That's a big problem. And scoring remains the big Achilles heel of this hockey team. In Saturday's game against Vegas, 42 saves in a losing effort for Simeon Varlamov. He made 42 saves in 43 shots. That's a 977 save percentage, and it's still not enough to earn the victory. So uh, a tough loss right there as far as Varlamov is concerned because he played an absolutely outstanding hockey game. The only goal in this game came in the second period. Riley Smith, his 22nd from Jonathan Messersault and Nate Schmidt. 
And uh, that one came with just 35 seconds left in the period. And yet it was enough to beat the New York Islanders. You know, we had a fight in this game three seconds into the contest as Ryan Reeves of Vegas and Ross Johnston of the Islanders dropped the gloves. I, I give a slight edge to Reeves in this one, although it was a pretty even bout in, you know, in parts. I think Reeves had an early advantage. Johnston recovered a bit. But three seconds into the game, you know, it's not like Vegas and the Islanders are rivals. There's nothing left over from... uh you know, the last time these two teams played, but overall, just a rough game for the Islanders to lose. And again, Noah Dobson, 11 minutes, 36 seconds of ice time, just too many giveaways in his own zone, took a two-minute penalty that was costly. Uh, I like the kid. I like Dobson. I just don't think he's ready right now to be a full consistent contributor on a team that's in the middle of a playoff chase. Uh, If the Islanders were either secure in a playoff spot or if they were securely not going to make the playoffs, I'd put Noah Dobson out there, let him play 16, 18 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Let him learn on the job. But right now they can't afford that. And that is the problem. As far as the uh, stats from the game, Islanders were physical. Both uh, Tom Cunackle and Matt Martin each credited with seven hits in this game. And that, that is certainly to their credit. As far as blocked shots are concerned, three Islanders tied for the team lead with two. And they were all forwards. Jordan Eberle, Josh Bailey, Anthony Beauvillier. So, you know, the Islanders just uh, overall kind of a sloppy kind of a hockey game. And they generated next to no offense, you know, shots on goal, four shots for Everly, four shots for Anders Lee, but, you know, four Islanders forwards did not generate a shot on goal. And Michael Dalcole, Tom Cunackle, Matt Martin, Ross Johnston, all of them play in this game, do not generate any shots on goal. And the Islanders, as I mentioned, as a team, getting only 19 shots on goal in this contest. There was, of course, another fight between Anders Lee and Nick Holden. Uh, But again, overall, Islanders power play, not getting the job done. Islanders offense, not getting the job done. This is not the dead puck era anymore. And you're not going to win too many hockey games when you're only taking 19 shots on goal. That just isn't going to happen. Isn't going to happen. And, you know, they did okay in the face-off circle. Leo Komarov, 7 out of 11. Derek Broussard, 7 out of 9. But you got to generate more offense. Now, this trade, this trade, the Andy Green deal, takes care of the blue line need fills in for Adam Pellick almost perfectly. But offensively, look, it's been two complete games since the Islanders have scored a goal. And, you know, yeah, you're on the road and it's tough. Tougher to score on the road, but got to do better than this. 120 minutes and four seconds of ice time. 
since the Islanders have managed to score a goal, and that's just not going to get the job done at the end of the day. All right, we're going to take a break when we come back. We will look back at this date in Islanders history, plus we preview today's matinee against the Arizona Coyotes. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to February 17th, 1996, Islanders in their fisherman jerseys at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum taking on the San Jose Sharks in this one. In goal for the Sharks, Chris Terreri, the former New Jersey Devil, while the Islanders have Eric Fischo in between the pipes. Now, this is a game that took place during the dead puck era, And uh, you'll see when I total the shots on goal in this one, how different it is from today's game. Islanders scoring first, Ziggy Palfi, just two minutes, 12 seconds into the game. His 24th from Martin Straka and Darius Kasparitis. And then the Islanders striking again in the first period. Marty McGinnis, his sixth from Pat Flatley and Derek King at 7.31. And midway through the period, the Islanders with an early 2 to nothing lead. But the Sharks would battle back. Sean Donovan, his ninth from Tom Peterson and Eves Racine at 13.53. And after 20 minutes, the Islanders had a 2-1 to one advantage. In the second period, pretty tight game, but the Islanders get the only goal. Todd Bertuzzi, his 12th from Bob Sweeney and Brian McCabe. Time of the goal, 18.08, and after 40 minutes, it's 3-1 Islanders. It stayed that way until very late in the game. The Sharks, in desperation mode, get a goal with 38 seconds left in regulation. Donovan, his second of the game, 10th of the season, from Eves Racine and Jeff Friesen, and it's 3-2, but the Islanders... Take advantage of the empty net as Terreri is pulled and Derek King nets his 12th from Matthew Schneider and give an assist to the goalie Eric Fischow. Islanders hold on for a 4-2 victory over the San Jose Sharks and Derek King, the only multiple point getter in this game. He had a goal and an assist. And King also leading all Islanders with four shots on goal. Islanders, here's this total, outshooting the Sharks 26 to 14. Yeah, the Sharks got only 14 shots on goal in this game. Kevin Miller had three shots to pace them. Sean Donovan scoring two goals on two shots uh, in this contest. No power play goals for either team, but Todd Bertuzzi's uh, tally ends up being the game winner for the Islanders. Eric Fischow, 12 saves in 14 shots. That earned him the victory. So Islanders winning on this date in Islanders history, February 17, 1996. Islanders 4, San Jose Sharks 2. Right, the Islanders today will be facing off against the Arizona Coyotes. Game three of this four-game road trip, and the Islanders desperately need a goal and uh, desperately need 
to get a win as they're falling a little bit further behind in the standings as we look at it right now. Uh, Pittsburgh has now opened up a six-point edge over the Islanders. So the Islanders are seven points behind the Capitals. Islanders still have a game in hand. Pittsburgh, six points ahead of the Islanders, even up in games. And then both Columbus and Philadelphia are one point behind the Islanders, although the Isles have two games in hand on those teams. And they're just two points ahead of Carolina. And the Islanders have one game in hand on the Hurricanes. So the Islanders are in third place, but only two points separate them from sixth place right now. So going to be a tight one, going to be a, a very, very tight race down the stretch. And the Islanders need to get things going and they need to get them going quickly when push comes to shove. As we take a look, it's a four o'clock Eastern time start for the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes, more of a defensive team. They're ninth in the league uh, in goals against, but 21st in the league in goals for. That puts them right around the same level as the New York Islanders, who are 23rd uh, in the league after the back-to-back shutouts. So, again, the penalty kill, strong for the Coyotes. Sixth in the league, 83.4% conversion rate. But the power play, middle of the pack, 17th, a 19.4% conversion rate. The goaltenders, when you look at them, Antti Ranta is their starter. He's 12-13-3 on the year, 2-7-6 goals against average, and a 9-17 save percentage. Darcy Kemper is injured, and Aiden Hill is now the backup in eight starts. He is 2 Three and three, a two five seven goals against average, and a nine nineteen save percentage. The leading scorer, Nick Schmaltz, has forty points in sixty one games. Uh, Clayton Keller, twelve goals, thirty six points. Christian Dvorak, eighteen goals, thirty six points. The leading goal scorer right now, Connor Garland, with nineteen goals. So the Coyotes do not have a 20-goal scorer at this point of the season, which is kind of surprising. We'll take a look at the line combinations as of right now. The top line, Christian Dvorak centering Taylor Hall, the ex-devil, and Connor Garland. Nick Schmaltz centers the second line with Clayton Keller and Phil Kessel on his wings. Derek Stepan, the ex-New York Ranger, is the pivot for Lawson Kraus. And Vinny Hinserosa on the third line. And the fourth line right now, Carl Soderberg centers Brad Richardson and Christian Fisher. On the blue line, Oliver ekman Larson and Nicholas Jalmerson are the top pairing, followed by Jacob Chikrin and Alex Goligoski. And the third pairing, Jordan Esterly and Ilya Libushkin, uh, right now filling in in that situation on the injured list right now on the IR we mentioned the goalie Darcy Kemper who really was their starter and then Jason Demers also on the injured list and will not be available for the Arizona Coyotes gotta figure this is going to be a low scoring game between two teams that are kind of struggling offensively 
but have solid defense overall. And the Coyotes came through at home with a nice 3-1 to one win over the Washington Capitals uh, back on Saturday. They actually did the Islanders a favor there and snapped a two-game losing streak, having lost their previous two uh, in Ottawa and in Toronto. So they have lost three out of their last five and two out of their last three, but came up with a big win against the Capitals. Now facing the Islanders uh, on a four o'clock Eastern time start on the President's Day holiday. So look, hopefully the Islanders can get back on track, get things righted. And yes, by the way, Andy Green, he is headed out to... Arizona to play in this game, and we'll assume that the Islanders will have him in the lineup against Arizona, and we'll see what it is he can provide for the New York Islanders. Look, he's a steady defensive defenseman. I like his addition. I just think the price is a little high. I like the idea that Lou Lamorello struck early, didn't wait until the last minute at the trade deadline. Got the guy who I'm sure he wanted, who he's familiar with, who knows him. But that second round pick is just, it's just bugging me. It's just sticking in my craw right now. And no, they won't need it. And no, it won't affect this team for maybe four or five years. But we don't know who that player is going to be. And it could be somebody quite good. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everyone enjoys President's Day. We'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of this game between the Islanders and the Coyotes. We will also have this date in Islanders history, and we'll talk some more about this trade and anything else that may happen. Stay with us, and thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.